You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of The Essential Apple Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's show. Uh, this week I'm joined by fellow slacker, uh, it's Ivor the Airship Pope. Hello Ivor. Hello, how are you <laughs> yes. doing? I'm all right, mate. I think people might have to be a certain age and possibly British to get that, but never mind. <laughs> um, well, uh, this week, of course, Apple have released a load of hardware by surprise. Um, they had an interesting way of breaking the news with uh, Tim tweeting cryptic photos. Uh, Tim's been in China. Um, Google have previewed um, their cloud gaming platform Stadia. Uh, which apparently would appear to work everywhere apart from on iOS, bizarrely. Uh, Microsoft are talking up their equivalent system, which is called xCloud, um, and the news was full of everybody trying to f- second-guess what Apple are going to tell us tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to stay away from trying to second-guess what Apple are going to do tomorrow, but uh, we'll probably just wait and see about that. But, uh, Ivor, welcome back to the show. I know it's been a couple of years since we had you on. Um, how is your airship? So yeah, it's been a, a busy couple of years. We had a uh, an incident on the airfield back in uh, 2017, late 2017, uh, which led to the loss of that aircraft. We have recovered and disassembled that part. Um, we've taken huge steps forward to learn everything. We So we did six flights on that aircraft. Each one had um, flight testing instrumentation feeding back valuable data to us. We've frozen what we think is the the design for the next airship including all of the the lessons learned and all of the the good stuff that we got from that fti to um to make it more stable to make it you know um just much more efficient uh, aircraft we've been doing some amazing uh, wind tunnel testing on it that has led to uh, a slightly different shape to the last one quite similar but just uh, enough differences to 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 absolutely know that going forward it's going to be the right thing to do so us as a production team we have been um feeding in our thoughts and uh, experiences from the first one because actually when we come to make the next one we want to be out on an airfield for maximum amount of time and very short turnaround periods for for next flights uh, and to do that we've had a lot of input into the initial design phase to make sure that it's it's absolutely ready for quick maintenance quick turnaround uh ultimate efficiency out on the field and we're uh, instead of looking backwards into what happened back then we're looking forwards to a bit of a brighter future we've, we've never been in a better place it's it's great fun absolutely great fun excellent excellent and um if people want to uh take a look at your airship i know it's not yours personally but uh, uh what's it where can we find that so if you type airlander into google i would have to quickly look up our, our home page which is terrible uh, I think it's, hang on one second, uh, com is the website. Website We're just going through a upgrade to that as well. So in the next couple of months, you'll see that website change into something pretty special. Um, is, there's a fair bit of information on there. There's a couple of videos. And um, the, the interesting part of it is we've had a uh, high value sort of um, posh customer experience mock-up built and the images are on the on the website and it it's sort of the idea where you you fly across the serengeti look at migrating animals and uh you know just a bit of a a a first class experience um and it's 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 the future it's what we're invested in there's plenty of other things that customers can can do with our aircraft it's kind of up to them and we'll just develop you know with those people uh what what they need and it's all on that site it's it's quite a quite a fun time at the moment oh, excuse that cat she's <laughs> she is <laughs> so yes really good really positive excellent excellent and um so 
you know, uh, just in case anybody's not uh, fully aware, your your Airlander is um, a hybrid air vehicle, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, that is it's, correct. Yeah. Uh, it's an aerofoil shape, so it gets sixty percent of its lift from uh, forward motion, uh, much like a aircraft wing. Forty percent of it is helium uh, within chambers inside, a mixture of helium uh, in in pockets and air pockets. So you naturally, if you want to fly straight you keep it balanced. If you want to um, descend, you take on the air, which is heavier than the helium, and it de- de- descends, you expel the air to um, to climb. It's, um, it's, it's all sort of a mixture of uh, future aviation and, um, you know, we still use ropes, knots and pulleys in, in some areas. It's, so it's, it's quite an interesting place. It's, uh, it's a bit of a mixture of, of all technologies. Excellent. Well, there we go. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, of course. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting project, interesting project. And as you said to me, uh, you know, previously, although, um, yeah, you did have an incident that resulted in the loss of the uh, previous build that actually in many ways has turned out to be beneficial. Yes. Yeah. We were unable to um, sell the last one as as a prototype and... We've never been able to get the type certification for it because of the traceability of all the products. We were working with another company at the time and uh, they hold some IP and we hold some IP. So now being able to start again, we can, you know, gain the um, the traceability from start to finish. The other positive thing is over the last 12 months, we have been awarded our um, production or, or organization authority. Uh, sorry, not authority. Uh, production authorization approval from this uh, CAA uh, to build aircraft, which was something we were trying to get to. Also, in the last 12 months, we got the company's um, design organization approval as well. So it puts us in the realms of the Airbuses and Boeings. It's uh, it's a great achievement, and um, we're looking forward to the to the next stage. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it was sorry. It was it was good fun the other day. We were, we went out to um, a science fair in Bedford called Bedpop, and we had a load of helium balloons. And we were trying to get the uh, helium balloons balloons to be mutually buoyant. So when you let go of them, they they neither go up nor down. So what we were doing is is putting bags on them with Lego men in, and we were encouraging the kids to try and reach this 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 state of um, you know neutral buoyancy, and you know, one Lego man might be too heavy, so the kids were taking their heads off and <laughs> just putting them. But it was interesting because what we could do then is, you know, we've, we've got them there with a helium balloon. And yes, this is a neutrally buoyant thing. Uh, do you think we could do the same thing with a uh, an aircraft that's the size of a football pitch, which is which is what ours is? And they were, you know, disbelieving. So I pull out my phone and um, show them the pictures of us having done exactly the same thing in the hangar. Uh, you know, two years previously. So you know, the kids were absolutely amazed the fact that you can you can float up an aircraft the size of a football pitch just like you can a, a small helium balloon. Excellent. So it was, a, it was a positive day. It was it was good fun. Yeah, very good, very good indeed. Um, I found a link here which is hybridairvehicles.com, which I don't think is yours. That's Do correct. We... Yes, that's us. Oh, that's you. There we are. Yeah. Airlander, Airlander, rethink the skies. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. There we go. Um. Yes, Airlander 10, new type of flight with groundbreaking capabilities. Lots of information on there. Uh, okay, well, let's move on a little bit, shall we? Uh, okay. Apple made 15 announcements this week. Uh, I've got a link to Business Insider that tells you what they all are. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, watch straps uh, in various colours and so on. But, of course, uh, they start out with um, Tim tweeting his picture of his uh, iPad mini, and then they released some iPads, uh, an iPad mini 5, I believe it is, uh, and uh, a new iPad Air, uh, both of which are effectively in the middle range. Um, They're not as highly specced as the Pros, um, and they're slightly better specced than the, uh, what I guess you would now call the entry-level iPad. Um, did Did you see these at all? Did they um, catch your interest, either? Yeah, so because I've still got a very, uh, very good working iPad Pro 12.9 that currently I'm not using that much. My my daughter's getting more use out of it than me for, for a lot of drawing that she's interested in. Um, 
I did have a quick look at the at the site. Uh, I saw that you know it's, it's it's a nice sort of price range that they're coming in at, at the moment. Um, there's a, there's a big difference between the the Pro and the, the lower the air iPad and iPad Mini. Um, the specs seem to be pretty good. Um, I think it's a good time to buy at the moment. Yes, I I think so too. The the interesting um, point about the new Mini and the uh, Air is that they appear to have almost the identical specs. Um, I'm told by people who know more about such things that they are uh, almost, uh, you know, the original iPad Pro guts. Right. Okay. Um, they've got the they've got the A12 Bionic chip. Um, obviously, there are certain things that they they don't get from the Pro range because they're half the price. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you don't get the four speaker system. You don't get the ProMotion 120 frames per second screen. Um, you don't get Pencil 2 support or the wireless Pencil 2 charging. That's a shame. Uh, it is slightly, but I think I can understand why. Uh, mostly, it's, I it's, think, for the cost. Isn't that um, new Apple Pencil linked by that ProMotion screen? Is that? Is I'm that... not. I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure if it's that, or it, it or if it's to, more to do with the charging because you've got to put an induction charger in with the magnetic holder. Right. Um, you don't. You don't get FaceTime. Um, you don't or get Face ID. Yeah, you don't get. Sorry, Face ID. You don't get the Face ID. Um, yeah. They've they've got the Touch ID uh, home button, so you don't get the bezel-less uh, screens. But I would say that you know, for the price point they're bringing them in at, I think that's acceptable. Um, you do get Pencil One support um, and Crayon support. You get the Logitech Crayon support if you wanted a, a cheaper alternative. Yeah, I've never seen one of those in the in the flesh, but uh, I do hear they're they're pretty good. I do love the fact that the pencil support has come to the smaller iPads because you know why not? Yeah. Um, I've I've done some uh, handwriting on uh, in meetings at work, and the OCR for that is is incredible. Even you know, I mean, my handwriting isn't too bad, but sometimes when you're in a rush and it's not quite so neat, it still seems to be highly accurate. It's it's fantastic, very impressive. Yeah. So uh, you know, lots of uh, and about time really for the the mini i think a lot of people were beginning yes. to think the mini was doomed exactly but, um I, I i'm i'm pleased really to see the mini because i know several people who have minis um and they love them there, there's a lot to be said really for that for that size it's it's bigger than a phone um but people find it easy enough to carry around with them rather than a you know a full size sort of 10 11 inch tablet um so the, the people who who like them have been very committed to them. I know, I know Carl over at um, Mac and Forth is is well pleased because he's been waiting for a new. I mean, I think what he was really hoping for was a Pro Mini, but um, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure that they're going to do a Pro Mini. But that said, you know, a lot of people are saying that these these two new iPads are Pro enough for no, most people. If you get what I mean. Yeah, um, yes, yeah. You know, they, they do support the true tone colour. They do support pencil. That's a big thing, I think. One of the biggest things is people, you know, like the idea of being able to use the pencil. Um, and also, uh, talking of the Logitech Crayon, um, it would appear that the latest beta release of 12.2, which is beta 6, has turned on Logitech Crayon support for the iPad Pros. So oh, has it? Yes, okay. because before it was limited. Originally, it was limited to the to the basic iPad, wasn't it? The the one they released at the education event. Yes, yeah. The sort of three hundred and twenty nine dollar one. Um, I also quite like the fact that, that these two new ones are. And, and don't get me wrong, the three hundred and twenty nine dollar um nine point seven is a really nice iPad, but they did um cut back on the specs to get that yes, down to a did, price, yeah. and um I think it's quite nice to see. Um, some mid-range ones, you know. I, some people are saying it's getting a bit confusing with a, with five iPads. I don't really see that it's that confusing a range. You've got, you know, you've got a basic iPad, if you like, a you know, entry-level iPad. You've got a mid-range iPad and a mini version thereof, and then you've got the Pros. And I mean, the Pros are a whole nother level altogether. So, I mean, they start at what nine hundred pounds or something, eight hundred pounds. I'm just looking at the. The iPad versus the iPad Air. The iPad Air seems to have everything in there apart from the ProMotion. Yeah. It's just a slightly bigger screen. It's a higher resolution screen, but the price seems to be so on par with an iPad that it hasn't got all of that. I don't know why you'd ever buy an iPad. Mm. 
it seems like the iPad Air is the is the way to go for a for a cheap alternative. Well, relatively cheap. Uh, uh, I mean, oh yes, yes. Sorry, it's what it's about. Actually, it's about one hundred and fifty dollars more, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. That, you know, then again, that's not for for what you're getting. I still think a lot of people would say, "Why would you?" You know, unless you were absolutely desperately, you know, trying yeah. to keep the budget under control, that that would be the machine to buy that or the mini. There we go. Um, yeah. yeah, and then um, that was followed, of course, by uh, Tim with his picture of uh, AirPods on his on his iPad, mm-hmm. um, and they released the long-awaited AirPods Two. Um, yeah. Now, um, these apparently, they're selling for the same price as the previous version, unless you want the wireless charging, or sorry, the wireless charging case, I should say. Um, but apparently they have longer talk time, um, faster connectivity, which considering everybody raved about how easily the AirPods connect, um, seems pretty amazing. Um, and they have Hey Siri built in. Um, yes, that's, that's positive, because that, that frees up one of your... your tap button choices doesn't it yes i mean i'm not an airpods user but um people who use them obviously do tend to like them a lot uh yeah i mean it's it seems like a a fairly straight iterative improvement you know uh usual sort of apple things uh they put a new headphone one chip in apparently yes yeah i mean there's a couple of things about this that that slightly disappoint me um, I did hear that there was going to be a slightly different coating to them that might help them stay in your ear. I have to use a, an extra little um, device. I forgot what they're called. Well, the ear like skins, a, like, a, yeah. like, a, like a rubber thing that you put over it. Yeah, yes, that's it. Because, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm led down, they fall out of my ears. Uh, it's okay for walking the dogs and everything, but as soon as I run, I have to apply those because otherwise they fall out. So I was hoping for a different coating. I was also a little bit disappointed that I can understand them s- selling the wireless charging case for the people that have got the airpods one but i was hoping that actually the the new variant would come with the charging case because i can't imagine it's that much more to to produce certainly not 50 dollars more so i was a little bit disappointed that wouldn't just be the the way forward with the new airpods 2 um with that said i will probably go and buy the the ones with the charging case not necessarily the wireless wireless charging case it's very rare that i really need that but I have had a few problems with my AirPods over the last um, sort of six months where the right ear pod seems to beep and fail, stopping the left one, uh, double tapping my ear again, it starts up the left one and I've, I've sort of given up on the right hand ear pod for now and just do everything with the, with the left. There was no way I was going to get them um, replaced up until the point of this release. So uh, I will be putting a, an order in over the next couple of days. This is something I've done. I've done. Can you actually buy a single AirPod? You can. It's about £79. So thing is, by this point, you, you haven't got the confidence in the, the life of the other battery. So No, no. Uh, it is, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I totally, um, it, it's quite nice. I have to say, you no, know, I, I still think £159 for AirPods is a bit steep. But um, there you go. That's me. I'm tight wad. Um, <laughs> I, it's nice to see that they've not jacked the price up. Put it that way. Um, yes, yeah. I they do. Are brilliant thing, so. I mean, you've you've got um, like you say, there's the AirPods two in the charging case. There's uh, the same price as previous, hundred and fifty nine dollars. Hundred ninety nine dollars will get you uh, AirPods two with a Qi compatible charging case. Uh to be honest, I've never been that struck with this whole Qi. Why you know, in why wireless charging? I don't, if you're going to put it down on a mat or whatever, why not just plug it in? Well, that's the thing. I mean, right next to me now is a, a charging base from Anchor. I've also got one downstairs next to the um, next to the sofa. But because you can't use your phone with it on the uh, on the pad, well, without craning your your, your neck, yeah. <laughs> actually, I just plug it in every time. So it's been a little bit pointless for me. The only place I really do benefit from it is I have a forty five degree um, wireless charger at work. So when I place it down. I put it on onto a, a charger so it, it definitely gets through the day and, and plenty of time for me to walk the dogs in the evening so it's quite useful there mm. i have to say that ever since i bought the xr um it, it's barely an issue i mean i go through the day and i can you know by bedtime i've still probably got 50 percent left right the i mean the, 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 <laughs> the battery life of the xr it is phenomenal 
Um, I'm still currently on the X, but that's that's still mostly through the day. It just depends on how much I use it. Mm. I, I I think the XR might benefit from the fact that it's not using the OLED screen. Right. Um, uh, you know, it's probably got the same kind of battery internals as the XS, but it's not using the OLED screen. I think that might have something to do with it. But anyway, what... you do get a lot of you get a lot of life out of that. Um, and then of course they've released uh, a huge slew, as I say, a huge slew of uh, watch straps um, in a variety of colours. Um, new spring colours, sort of. Uh, <laughs> well, they're sort of pastely. Some of them look a bit muddy to me, but there we go. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, and they're available in the usual sports, Nike, um, was it Loop, Modern Buckle, uh, Hermes, all those, all those, all in these new colours. Um, I uh, recently got myself the iPhone, uh, sorry, Apple Watch uh, Series 4 and had the opportunity to, to buy it with that sort of Velcro strap. Oh, right. Um, I don't know what they call it now. But it's fantastic. It's such a, you know, I mean, the, the Velcro has been open and closed a couple of times a day, each day. It's not so showing any signs of fraying or anything. The, the These little sort of uh, pill-shaped, um, what do you call it? <laughs> the, the pill-shaped sort of Velcro tabs on it. Mm. They, they're just, they're, they're absolutely incredible. There's just no no sign of it, it degrading at all. I was going to say, uh, is, that, is that the sports loop? Is that what they that's call what, the sports yes, loop? Yes, that's it. That's, what, that's the one. Because it's, um, it's brilliant. I used to, um, before I had an Apple Watch, I used to use the, the little square um, iPod Nano. Yes, yes. As a too. watch um, with, a, with, with a sports loop, not an Apple, Apple sports loop, because they didn't make them in those days, but a sports loop that I used to, you know, buy from the um, shop. And my only beef with that was after a year, the Velcro would be going. You know, it would gradually degrade. But um, I don't know how yeah. you kind of get round that to some extent. But anyway, well, we are. Seem to have done this. There's no signs of it uh, degrading in the slightest. It's, That's good. That's good. Um, what else have we got in the Apple news? Uh, uh, Apple have announced support for the News Literacy Project uh, education program, um, which is nice. Uh, are, are you familiar with the with this? Um, News literacy organization. No, I haven't kept up with that. Um, um, I know they're they're doing great work there. But, yeah, um, I, d- I don't. I haven't really had a chance to look into that one enough. Um, well, uh, as we say, it says here, Alan C. Miller, uh, founder and CEO of the News Literacy Project. I am pleased to share some exciting news. Apple has today announced that it selected the News Literacy Project to play a central role in a new initiative supporting leading non-profit organizations providing non-partisan news literacy programs in the United States and Italy. That's an unusual mix, but there we go. Um, and uh, if you're not really familiar with it, the, the, the main point of the News Literacy Project is to uh, encourage uh, young people to uh, you know, learn how to examine uh, news, particularly online. Um, what should we say? Uh, critically, really. Okay. Um, to you know, to think like a journalist and to um, not just accept blindly what you you know what you read online. Uh, it, it obviously its its core point is to help tackle um, fake news, as it were. Yeah, um, I mean, there's so much of that about these days. You can barely get through a web page without uh, you know uh, the amount of trash that's on there these days. It's just incredible. And it. it uh, I find myself closing websites quicker than even attempting to read them these days. Well, yeah, and of course the problem is the problem is that this is is not even you know blatantly fake news sites, is it? The problem is the the stuff that gets disseminated in you know quick tweets or across Facebook, like we you know where people say, "Oh, look, you know, did you know X Y Z?" and is it true? How do you know? How do I know yeah. if it's true? Um, and a lot of it, you, you know, so. Uh, that that is their uh, that is their remit, really. Uh, they have a they have a thing here called checkology. Can your students tell the difference between fact and fiction? Help your students to master news literacy skills. Um, and I know that's something that Tim Cook has talked about, of course. Um, you know that it's important that we help people to come to terms with this new, you know, um, news landscape. Yeah. So um, that that was that was good. Um, 
Apple have acquired an Italian startup specializing in back-end automation, apparently. Um, well, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, Apple acquires stuff all the time. Uh, it appears that this company um, specialized in building low-code workout solutions, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> Another one I've, I've picked up on from other podcasts, but not really got enough detail in. Um, this, was this a purchase to sort of keep technology away from other companies or was it more to feed uh, stuff like their, you know, this driverless project that we're still hearing about? Um, yes, low-code workflow automation platform uh, purchased for about $5.6 million. Um, doesn't really tell you much on this report. Uh, they were called Stamplay. Uh the old site promised companies it could streamline operations and produce improve productivity by ten percent at uh, ten times. Sorry, with its automation platform, um, companies would use Stamplay's platform of APIs to create their own web-based apps. Uh, uh, okay, it doesn't really tell you very much, so, I'm afraid. It, it, it. Do you think this is another technology that's going to help them with the um, Mac apps on iPad? Maybe it's something to do with that. I yes, I suspect. Um, I suspect this is a talent acquisition rather than a yeah, than a you know than a content acquisition. Um, doesn't tell you much on that, I'm afraid. But there we go. Uh, just something I noticed that they picked up. I would suspect it's yeah, probably they're purchasing for their back end um skills. I would think could have something, of course, to do with uh, their alleged you know uh, showtime. Yes. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to that event. Yep. Very much so. Uh, no idea what's coming. To be honest, people have been guessing everything. Um, <laughs> I've not looked at most of the things. I've seen everything from everything you need to know about Apple's twenty fifth event to Apple's event <laughs> will be nothing more than a glorified shop front. It's like you're all guessing. You're yes, all there's, bloody there's guessing. No Just sit there and watch the keynote. See what comes out of it. Yep. I'm hoping it's um, something that is going to make the searching of programs on Apple TV a whole lot better. I sort of use the TV app, but most of my stuff comes from Netflix, and Netflix isn't part of that. Um, I'm, I'm ever so slightly frustrated by the fact that I'm watching a, a TV series, and when I switch on the TV and go to Netflix, for example, it's not the first thing I see. It's um, I always have to seem to scroll down to continue what I was watching. I think actually having it front and center, whether it be in the TV app, which would be ideal, or the apps making the users, um, you know, the, the workflow there. I hate having to. I never know whether to scroll up or down to find this uh, this content. I was only watching yesterday. Yeah, I know. But... I I use I use Netflix, and uh, much as I love the content, and I love. Um... You know, watching their their output. Damn, their interface is horrible. It's terrible. It really is. You can't so really find anything, can you? You scroll no, up, no. you scroll down. Everything you hover over starts auto playing, whether you want it to <laughs> or not. I can never. Find, it's like where the hell's the bit that lets me show only movies or only you know? Oh, yeah. dreadful. I've read that apparently Netflix might be having a UI overhaul. Please, please let that be true. Please let that be true. Um, or if not, just allow allow the TV app to actually control everything. It's mm, that would be ideal. I, at least everything there flows. At least because the thing is, we're watching programs on uh, the, the ITV player, the um, the BBC's. There's so much content in so many different apps. That, yeah, that, it's, you know, it's I'm, all I'm, over the place, isn't it? I'm yeah, mid forties now. I'm forgetting where what I did yesterday. And, <laughs> It just gets worse. It just gets worse, Ivor. Take it from me. It just gets worse. <laughs> As, um, no, my biggest hope, my biggest hope for tomorrow is whatever it is that they announce isn't US only. Um, yes, yeah. And I'm, I am sorry to say that I do not have great hopes for that. Um, or if it is US only, please can you tell us it will be rolling out, you know, in Europe and Canada and Australia and whatnot you know within yeah. a sensible amount of time um i've no idea what to expect i have absolutely no idea what to expect could be anything could i was be having anything. a look yesterday at the, the all these content partnerships they've been uh, generating for for their service uh nothing yet properly excites me um maybe that asimov series 
Yeah, I'm just going to say the Asimov Foundation series, if it was done well, could be another Game of Thrones. It really could. Yeah, yeah. But nothing else is really jumping out at me at the moment. But um, it's nice to have another player on board, I think. Uh, Whether the inclusion is that sort of content plus magazines. I used to read a lot of magazines on my iPad. I haven't recently through lack of time, but if if there is just a small upgrade in, in price to, to include that as well, I might be interested. But um, and, and I'm hoping there's something that makes me go back to using my iPad as much as I did because I love the machine. But I, you know, it, it's it was a it was a content device for me. But it's sort of languishing at the moment because, um, well, apart from like I said, apart from the daughter drawing on it, I'm just not finding a requirement for it. And, I, and I'd love to sit there and uh, view content on that again because. It's such an enjoyable way to do it. Yep. Um, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, people are throwing all sorts of ideas out there. Um, there's even been mention of, you know, some sort of gaming, you know, Netflix of games. I, I don't know. I really, I have absolutely no idea what to expect. Um, I'm just hoping that it doesn't, you know, all turn into a massive debt letdown. Um, that said, you know, the fact that they released all this uh, hardware this week would indicate that they feel they have got a lot to say. Yes, I was, I was, I was wondering if that was going to be the case because uh, I was surprised with things like the uh, AirPod launch and maybe some of these AirPod ones because uh, AirPod ones because I thought that might be a, a little bit of filler in this uh, keynote. So it's it's sounding quite positive that they've got a lot to talk about. So you know we'll see yeah. you tomorrow night. We, we, Cole, we, we uh, will. We will indeed. Be yeah, um, what six o'clock this at um, five. Is it five o'clock, is it? Five o'clock, because we haven't changed our clocks yet. Right. So be I'll warned. be watching that on catch-up then. <laughs> well, it'll They've be on these. They've been them really quick these days, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it'll be it'll be live-streamed to your Apple TV, and then usually within an hour of it finishing, it's available to, to play. That's so... tomorrow night's entertainment then. Mm, very much so. Um, of course, we, we haven't even mentioned, we haven't even mentioned that uh, they also upgraded the the IMAX. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Um with uh new new chips uh now available with the Vega graphics cards. Um and also the iMac Pro got uh, another spec bump. Um now up to 256 gigabytes of RAM, uh which by the way will cost you more than the machine itself. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, with the uh the new iMac uh the new sorry, the new Mac Pro on the horizon, whether it's this year or next, uh, it's quite surprising that they've um, upgraded this one. Uh, well, it wasn't. So, uh, it wasn't so much that they'd upgraded it uh, as that they just, you know, barely a mention. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just drifts by, doesn't it? Just so. Um, there we go. Looking forward to that, and as I say, hoping it's not a terrible letdown. Um, well, I tell you what, Ivor, shall we take five minutes while John has uh, his hardware store? Um, uh, get ourselves a fresh cup of tea or whatever, and we'll come back and have a look at technology stories after the break. Okay. okay. Sounds like a plan. We're always big fans of multi-purpose devices here at Nemo's Hardware Store, and a company called Time Traveler has a product called the iPhone and Apple Watch Battery Bank, $80 in the U.S., and it is provided to us for review by The Gromit, T-H-E-G-R-O-M-M-E-T, thegromit.com. And Simon will have the link for this and the other product in our show notes here on this week's episode of Essential Apple. This is a small, multi-purpose USB charging unit. Fits comfortably in an adult male hand. It's about an inch and a half by three-quarter inch by about four inches with a rounded top. Has a lightning cable, a short lightning cable, it tucks into the back and unfolds so you can charge your iPhone. Capacity is 3000 mAh, so it will charge a standard iPhone all the way up. You charge this device, the iPhone and Apple Watch battery bank, you charge it up with an included USB micro cable. It's about three feet long, and you plug that into any charging brick that you want, and then you turn it on, plug in your iPhone or your i whatever it uses the lightning cable, and off you go. There is a one-inch white dot at the rounded top that you can set your Apple Watch on, so you can charge both devices at the same time. 
and just about squeak by with enough power for both of them if the battery bank is fully charged. And it also has a standard USB output. So you can charge any USB device, whether it's a camera or any headphones or anything, using the included USB output. So it's actually a triple feature charger. The iPhone and Apple Watch and USB battery bank. Company is Time Transfer, $80 US, provided by thegrommet.com. Lovely design, sort of a grayish brown in color. And I particularly like the way the lightning cable tucks into the back. Very, very neat design. And the way you can set your watch on this rounded dot on the upper front part. So have a look at the pictures at thegrommet.com and you can read some reviews, lots of raves on their website. Second product comes to us from our friends at Hitcase, H-I-T-C-A-S-E, hitcase.com. $60 in the U.S. for either size of the S or the Max or the standard iPhone 10, the original one. And it is a case. It is a back and side case for the iPhone. Looks just like a regular case, except it's made of a beautiful leather. Comes in different colors. There's a hole in the back for the camera lens. And there are silver buttons built into the side panels for the side button volume up and down and an open bottom for charging and for the speakers. So it's not a full case. It's a side and back case, just like any other case you'd expect, except for this price, you get beautiful leather and rugged construction. Those buttons and all the trim features are stainless steel. Very nicely done. It gets better. There is a magnetized oval around the area where the camera lens is, and you can put any of the hit case lenses magnetized right onto them. Super wide, wide, and macro. We have used and reviewed the hit case lenses. They are called Magnetic True Lux, T-R-U-E-L-U-X lenses, and you will see that on their website at hitcase.com. The lenses do not come with the case. They are extra. They are very good value and very convenient for just magnetizing onto the back and then putting them away when you are done. So thank you, The Grommet, for providing the iPhone and Apple Watch battery bank and to hit case for the Fera, F-E-R-R-A. That's the name of these leather cases. They come in black and in brown. I'm holding the brown one. It's very attractive, really nicely made. Crafted with full grain Italian leather, Farrah is a slim, ultralight iPhone case that combines traditional leatherwork stylings with solid day-to-day -day protection. Okay, you get the idea. That's it for Nemo's Hardware Store. Back next week. Thank you, John. And as ever, links are in the show notes. Uh, well, we're going to move on now from the Apple-based stuff to a few technology stories. In the break, uh, Ivor, you were telling me about your drone. So, yes. Uh, yeah. I, uh, what had happened is um, there was a, a lad in work that had brought one in. It was his brother-in-law's. Uh, it sat on the desk for about a month before we had the, the courage to, to give it a go. Uh, I was instantly hooked and decided to buy myself a um, Mavic Pro uh, Platinum, one of the first variants, not the not the new one that's out. And I've been doing some flying around the local area um, and putting together a few little videos and, and shots using both Lightroom and some of the, the, the Skylum uh, software, the Aurora that I won on one of your previous shows, has come to good use because I'm quite a fan of HDR as well. So, yeah, I've been quite enjoying it. I mean, the, the, the things are incredible. Some of the, the footage that you, you get out of it from uh, perspectives that you, you never really get a chance to see, it's, it's really kind of captured me. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it hasn't captured the dogs. They don't like this thing at all. <laughs> um, I went for a walk in a local park recently with, uh, with my 14-year-old daughter. And I got her to hold the, the dog. So what I do is I tie the leads together and I attach it to both their collars. I handed them over to her uh, and I started this drone up around about 10 feet away. They both went for it, <laughs> Lift, lifted her clean off her feet. She must have traveled through the air by at least a meter and a half, straight down on her face, oh, <laughs> dragged, along, dragged along by the, the, the dogs. And I mean, this was 10 minutes into the walk and we spent the rest of the time still, you know, reflecting and laughing because it, it was it was Hollywood movie style 
I've never seen anything like it. It's like something out of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's a brilliant piece of kit. Absolutely fantastic. Excellent, excellent. And um, talking of of uh, Skylum, of course, Skylum have uh, launched uh, a new a new product, haven't they? Specifically for drones. Um, is that called Air Magic? It's called. Yes. Yes. Um, I've had a look at it. At first glance, it well, at first glance, it would appear to do very much the same as all their other products, which is very good. Um, I suspect it's simply a tuned version to some extent. Uh, yes, like you said, it, it seems to take the corrections of the cameras that are built into the drones. Yes, it, and, do, it uh, does, does say at the uh, bottom here, adapted for your drone, Air Magic Engine detects the camera type used in your drone to produce the image and makes lens corrections and other optimizations specific to that camera. Um, and then they've got a scrolling thing here of uh, what appear to be um, drone manufacturers. So um, it's very interesting to see how it uh, interacts with um, the ND filters that I've bought for mine just to see, you know, um, how it can pull out the, the blue skies and, and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, I think at some point I'll I'll read the reviews and see what people think of it in the community. And uh, I think I might end up going for that. Hmm. Well, it's um, interesting here. The basic Air Magic uh, with license for two computers is £35. See, that's very reasonable, isn't it? And they have a time-limited offer on Air Magic with premium style, which I assume is um, some of their filters, uh, which is currently reduced from forty-seven pounds to thirty-seven pounds. Mm, perhaps an, I should that quick as an opening offer. So uh, there we go. Yeah, that, that's actually very reasonable. Um, I noticed that the logo is uh, very similar to Photo Lima, so I suspect it's built on the Photo Lima engine. Yes, yeah, it does look that way. Anyway, there we go. Uh, yes, uh, that's Skylum. Uh, thank you, of course, in the past for uh, giveaways from Skylum, of which <laughs> Ivor was a recipient of one. That is true. Um, what else? Uh, well, of course, the other big news uh, this week in the technology sphere was all around uh, gaming to a large extent. Um, Google were at the Game Developers Conference, I think. Um and they announced their Stadia game streaming cloud service, uh, which isn't available yet, by the way. Um, there are still some questions about how, you know, how they're going to get that to work. But they, they demoed it. They did demo it. Um, did you did you see any of that? Are you much of a gamer, Ivor? I am a gamer, but um, I mean, lots of companies have tried this before, haven't they? Um, trying to think of that initial one that is it was it called OnLive? Something like that, I think. Uh, it never was that successful. Uh, I think we're getting to a stage with the UK's Wi-Fi being a little bit more up to scratch um, to try and get rid of some of this this latency or, or even having the ability in your house to actually stream something that, that's, that's so high def. Um, I wonder whether you're going to be getting sort of high action games like your Call of Duties and stuff on it. Uh, I never actually caught the... Um, the release it wasn't until you told me yesterday that this was this was uh, around i did a little bit of research on it um it's another one that i just have to sort of sit back and wait and see how successful it is before really looking into it i i, I think so i mean it, you know they demoed it and and it looked interesting um i mean the idea is that uh that you know i mean they haven't even really a hundred percent been clear about how they're going to charge for it or or whatever um but it would appear that it's almost certainly going to be uh, like a subscription service, uh, possibly with, uh, you know, a premium layer for sort of AAA title games. Um, the idea is that Google would effectively play the game for you on high-powered servers and stream it to you live on um, pretty much anything that is running um, Chrome. So via the Chrome browser, Chrome OS. Um, bizarrely, though, from what... Yeah, bizarrely, from what I'm reading, that applies to everything apart from iOS, for reasons I don't quite understand. Um, but it's all going to rely on how much, what developers they get on board, latency. Um. And also, I wonder, you know, I mean, some of these games, there's there's tens of hours in there. And if you're streaming, you know, 40 hours of content at 4K at 60 frames per second, that's, your internet's going to really take a hit. Mm. I wonder how the um, you know your BTs and versions are going to deal with that sort of <coughs> that that extended use. I mean, a 4K movie, yes, you'll watch for for two hours, 
but you could be paying for for six eight hours a day if you're a, a bit of an addict mm. um on that part i did actually read a piece i'm going to um it was on variety actually bizarrely um and i'll put that in the um i'll put that in the show notes it says um oh bugger off um it says Google's Stadia is a net neutrality nightmare. Right. Um, obviously, with the, uh, what is it, FDC or whatever they are in America having uh, rolled back um, net neutrality rules, um, Variety are suggesting that that could, you know, be a, a massive target for ISPs to start, you know, uh, jacking up your costs or throttling yes. you to, therefore, you know, because it wouldn't be hard to detect somebody playing. Um, idea, I don't think. And that's the that's the last point you ever want to be throttled, isn't it? Whilst playing a, <laughs> yeah. a competitive online game. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. Uh we'll have to see where that goes. To be honest. Uh, yeah, it's interesting times, though, isn't it? I, you know, it the pitch, the pitch for all these things is that you know, buying a console, you know, a PS4 or a, a Xbox One or, or whatever, is you know, not a cheap hobby. Um. You need to buy a new one every few years. Um, games don't come cheap. Uh, you know, they're, they're selling the usual kind of uh, subscription uh, idea. Can they pull it off? This is the thing. Can they pull it off? Um, I mean, they demoed it and it looked fabulous, but it would appear that they were using something like a 200 megabit per second service. Yeah, this is it. I mean, they're saying anything better than five megabits per second, but I can't see somebody playing <coughs> Call of Duty at 60 frames a second on five megabits. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be a very interesting one. Um, it, you know, there isn't a massive amount of competition out there for, for this, but um, you did mention Project xCloud. Yep, well, that's the next, the next story on the list is, of course, um, Microsoft also touted this week their own cloud gaming um, idea, which is called Project X Cloud. Um, similar kind of idea. Uh, obviously, they're pitching that around their Xbox um, franchise, uh, saying, of course, that you know they've got thousands and thousands of games and developers already tied to Xbox. Um, they're predicating their idea around what they're calling um, modified Blade servers. Um, they're talking about building special servers which appear to be part Blade server and part Xbox internals. Right. Um, but again, the, you know, it, it's going to come down to the same thing. Can they make it work effectively? Um, it's one thing to have a demo, isn't it? And it's one thing, I mean, I've read reviews of other services where, you know, you rent a, rent a gaming rig in the cloud or whatever. And um, it's all right for a casual reviewer to sit down for an hour and tinker with it and then say, um, oh, well, it seems to work. And, uh, you know, somebody who's actually into the game sitting down for a four-hour session and being frustrated every 20 minutes when the latency's too high. Um, it was bad enough when I used to play World of Warcraft on, online. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that was not a high, you know, um, not exactly a high bandwidth game designed to be relatively low bandwidth. Um, I, this is one I, I've come across, Ivan. This is uh, three simple words could mean the difference between life and death. And this was on digital trends. Um, this this caught my eye because it's actually about um, location technology. Yeah. Um, it's tap the locate, locate button to find your current three word address in an emergency. Um, right, okay. Right, it says here, when a woman crashed in her car in rural England after being forced off the road, she was unable to communicate her precise location to first responders because she was unfamiliar with where she was. The sum solution was, what three words? A geocoding app which divides the world into 57 trillion <laughs> three by three metre squares. Each has right. its own three word address. Uh, such as croak, stoop, wriggle. So users can easily <laughs> describe super precise locations. Now, yeah, I, I, like you, my initial uh, thought was to laugh at that and say why. But actually, if you, as I thought about it, I thought, well, no, because if you were, you know, in an emergency situation uh, for whatever reason, it's easy often to be, of course, um, you know, shocked, confused, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, befuddled. Um, what they're saying, yes. Yeah, so the idea of sort of three memorable words that you can communicate actually becomes uh, cleverer. Um, uh, how, how are you 
finding these these words the app is there is an app apparently there is an app which you, you can have or um if I, I read further on um right in these situations emergency services spend valuable time and resources trying to identify the location of an emergency uh, in some cases serving precious minutes can make the difference between life and death um the service is available via a free ios or android app or a mobile site and if a person calling for help does not have the app, the call handler can send an SMS with a link, which links to the What Three Words map on the mobile site. The caller can then see their location and read out the three-word address. Um, and this appears to be a UK-based thing. Um, uh, what Three Word uh, is being used by organisations including uh, the Avon and Somerset Police, the West Yorkshire Police, Cambridge Fire and Rescue, um, it, 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 I'm struggling a little bit to see how how your GPS coordinates aren't something that you instantly have the ability to send. Yeah, I think. Um, I think what did they say here? They that. did. They did mention that here. Um, can't remember what they said. Um, or, or, or automated location. Um, I think it's not supported by everybody at the moment. I think. I. I yes, I did partly think that, but I also thought it can't hurt. Um, oh, no, no, exactly. So it says here, we are moving away from the old style of questioning, where have you come from, where are you going, what can you see, as these questions take time and are not always accurate. Um, it's true that Android and iPhone both support advanced mobile location technology, which is able to automatically provide first responders with location data, but this takes organising to integrate. Um, this technology, on the other hand, is a breeze to use, allows personnel to communicate information quickly with three words. Um, and and an, a, la a layer of certainty for countries which do not support AML technology, uh, which is also sort of something to bear in mind. Um, yeah. The guy who developed this apparently said somewhere that his original um, his original point is it's an ideal solution for places without addresses, such as refugee camps in Africa or places in Outer Mongolia, for example. Which I guess makes sense. Um, you know, you're yeah. climbing in the Himalayas and you fall and break your leg. Um, Whatever. I, it was an interesting, you know, I found it interesting um, and quite clever. And they've got a picture here of a of a police car, you know, parked and a grid, mark, a square marked on the floor in front of it saying loud.fame.sport, um, showing you. I mean, three metres by three metres, that's not a very big space, is it? No, it really isn't. I mean, it's quite incredible. I think I will be definitely uh, looking I should, into that. I should like be looking to keep up to date with these sort of things. Yeah. So and there we go. It's a free... Yeah, free makes it yep. definitely something that's worth a try. Yep, can't, so, yeah, I'll have a, can't I'll do have a any harm. Um, so that was that one. I, I I like things like that. I just yeah, so do I. Um, and uh, what have we got? Microsoft are shipping antivirus for Mac OS as Windows Defender now becomes the Microsoft Defender. Um, well, there we go. It's quite an interesting one because um, I bought my daughter her first pc we were looking into antivirus and I, it was another gaming podcast i listened to years ago and they said just don't bother just just keep windows defender on it because it's supposed to be quite a good product um interestingly that they that they're branching out into mac stuff but um yeah she's never really had anything other than uh malware bytes just to sort of get get rid of a couple of things that did make it through but defender seems to have protected her quite well yeah the, the the, I will say that the Windows Defender does seem to have a reasonably good reputation. Um, yeah. It, went, it, it, it sort of came out and it was um, lauded as, you know, no, no need for any other, um, you know, no need for any other antivirus. Then, then it got slammed a bit as not being as good as it claimed to be. And then it seems to have um, risen back to the top. Um, interesting that they're branching out and offering it for the Mac, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess if you if you are a um, if you are a Windows user and you you know you want to feel that you only having to worry about um, you know one one product um, and it has a pretty good reputation. I'll I'll be fair. I'll be fair. Um, I don't know if they're going to charge for this. Um, yeah, they shouldn't. I mean, the, the the Windows variant isn't a paid thing, is it? <coughs> also, it um is quite useful because you're also not installing something that seems to take over your whole system and slow it down. So that's well, why there is that, there is that, um, you know, that is true. Uh, there are some, um, there are some antivirus products that, uh, in my experience are worse than the 
bloody problem they seek to cure. <laughs> I have known certain products which I shall not name to bring a PC to its knees, weeping. Um, there we are. Um, what else? We're pretty much done, really, either. Um, Facebook, of course, yes, security and privacy. Facebook stored hundreds of millions of users' passwords in plain text for years <laughs> from Krebs on security. Well, I as... admit, I'm struggling a little bit as to to work out this year which Facebook story is which. It just seems to be a stream of them, doesn't it? Yeah, and and this one is apparently um, Facebook stored millions of passwords in plain text on a, a internal server. Um, they say that it was not improperly accessed by anybody, and there's no evidence that um, you know any misuse was done. Okay, good. That's something, I suppose. Um, but why the bloody hell were you storing passwords in plain text anywhere ever? You should know better than that. Yeah, there's, there's been so much of this recently that um, you'd think that they would be doubling down on that and oh. just making sure they never become news. It's just yeah, crazy. Um, it's yeah, it's just an endless stream of you know of pointlessness. Um, apparently, uh, signal from Whisper Signal, uh, yeah, Whisper Whisper Systems. Sorry, um, I, I'm a big fan of Wire, but Signal is another similar product, uh, equally well respected. Um, they are introducing free worldwide encrypted phone calls for iPhone. Apparently, um, again, um. As I say, Signal is... I, I have Signal. I don't use it. I don't think I know anybody else who uses it. Um, although it is well supported, I'm a... You know, I prefer Wire. Um, we are releasing Signal free worldwide encrypted calls for iPhone compatible with Red Phone for Android. Uh, requires... Uh, uses your existing number. Does not require a password. Leverages privacy-preserving contact discovery. Um, it uses ZRTP, a well-tested protocol for secure voice communication. Um, so there you go. If you are um, in need of encrypted phone calls, I is this a secure line? This, <laughs> the, yeah, the timing of this is is pretty good with all this stuff that's going on with Facebook. Um, Messenger has always been the encrypted uh, platform of choice, but as it's owned by Facebook, it, it, you, you know people are starting to get a bit concerned about um, it. So you mean, you mean WhatsApp, don't you? Uh, what did I say? Messenger. Oh, sorry. Yes, WhatsApp yeah. is what I meant. Yes, WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I just received a call this morning from my mum. She's out in Antalya, and the the quality was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, we didn't need it to be a secure line, but um, I love WhatsApp. I think it's fantastic. But with everything that's going on at the moment with Facebook, you you do start to you do start to worry, don't you? Um, I mean, and uh, this was this was last week, I think, um, and we didn't discuss it, but the the guy. The guy from WhatsApp, um, who you know, the founder of WhatsApp, yes, left yeah. after a spat, apparently. Um, and also the guy from Instagram, interestingly, both of them have left Facebook um, in what would appear to be fairly um, short order and in uh, mostly in a foul temper. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? It seems one of them basically said, you know, uh, I sold the company... Um, facebook on the promise that nothing would change and um then they started wanting to you know data collect um and so he left he's gone off in a bait must be very difficult for these companies they they put all their their passion and love into a into an app um selling it is probably the the easier choice sometimes when you know it's such a competitive market uh and then to see it sort of ruined that way it, mm. it must be very very hard for these people I, I i do feel for them i mean he 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 said in a in a piece i read that you know he uh he felt bitterly betrayed um and you know regretted having sold but he said at the time of course you know when somebody offers you like 15 billion i have to think of every not just me but everybody else in the company yeah, exactly. you know um to not sell would have been suicide really yeah. so um and yeah, then you know he was given assurances, and then those assurances have been uh, undermined. There we go. Um, <laughs> there we are. Um, oh, worth a chirp, worth a chirp. Uh, Ivor, you you brought this one to my attention because I'd not seen it. Uh, Nvidia's Gogan. Yeah, I really found it interesting because it basically is. Imagine doing a sketch in something that is just block color. So you you put a light blue sky on, and you put a green field uh you might stick a river running through it or a, a mountain and then you can almost select those block colors 
and underneath that screen is uh, is a is a number of um, icons showing you know river sky uh, field or grass or whatever and as you tap on them your sky becomes a photorealistic sky and uh, the interesting point was where there was a there was a sort of like a, a mountain range and a chat with a some sort of stylus just uh, drew a, a small arc coming off of it pressed the waterfall button and a photorealistic waterfall came up uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, NVIDIA have been doing some amazing stuff recently. We've been following them at work with their um, fluid dynamic modeling and all that sort of stuff That's that's been quite interesting. But this one can turn everybody into, I was going to say Picasso, that's not actually the right word because that wasn't particularly photorealistic. <laughs> but it, it, it just brings that sort of um, creativity to people because you just, you know, you, it, it looks like you can just choose between a load of skies and choose between the different style of mountain range and um I, I just i just love that sort of some anything that will will spark creativity in, in a young person or even even an adult with sat in front of a an ipad or a computer I, i'm just very impressed with that sort of technology the, the ai side of it seems to be it yeah. seems to be quite because the, it, it blends everything together perfectly well the, the the thing is having read a little bit uh about it either it, it's it's using the same technology that they used to do the um, I am not a real person faces. Yes, yeah. And so I'm pretty sure that even though those photorealistic skies and whatnot, um, I suspect that those are actually kind of um, generated. They're not simply pulled out of a library. They're actually generated on the fly, I think, um, by the, you know, by the ML AI um, thing. So uh, that's worth a look, people. It is worth a look. Go and have a look at that. That was fun. <laughs> Nearly as much fun as the uh, I Am Not a Person or whatever it was called. I can't remember its exact name now. Um, there we are. Uh, and I think we've pretty much done it all, um, Ivor. I think yes, that's yeah. pretty much all. Um, so uh, I know that, uh, you know, you've got things to do. Um, so I think we'll sign off. So, uh, yes. Yeah. Before we go, I'd like to say a quick thanks to um skylum for my um aurora key and also to ghostery for sending me that pack of t-shirts and stickers and uh, uh beer bottle opener which has been very very useful um <laughs> and yeah to anybody that inputs to your show like this it's it, it's always nice it's uh it's not often you win things in life and um when you do it's it's quite exciting so thanks to those and thanks to you for setting it up and yeah, it's been another good day. It's, it's two years, pretty much. I think was it twenty? What do we say? It was something like March twenty seventeen. I was on. Yes, I think it's almost two years to the day. To be, I've honest. been trying my hardest to be a little bit more involved in the Slack um, community and everything, but they're keeping me so busy at work that um, uh, it's it's work, walk dogs, eat, sleep, and back <laughs> to work again at the moment, which I absolutely love it. But um, yeah, it's sort of kept me from learning about some of these news stories and uh, just it just goes to show that I need to sort of pay attention a little bit more. <laughs> well, no, that's fine. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, and again, once again, do you want to tout your website? Yeah, so at hybridairvehicles.com, you'll see uh, um, a bit of past and mostly future. Uh, we're looking forward to the future. We're in a really good place at the moment. It's, it's allowing us to you know, really realise our imaginations and everything's getting very excited. We're still a way off from actually um, building an aircraft, but at the moment we're doing a lot of research and development into uh, new designs for bits and pieces on the aircraft that, that we could we know we could improve on. And um, really, really exciting times. So, uh, you know, look to the skies. It's, it's going to be a little while, but we'll be back out there as soon as possible. And, and of course, I, I would just say uh, for anybody who's not aware, the... Um, a large point of the uh, of the project is to create um, more sustainable, less polluting, lower energy consumption aircraft. Yes, I mean every time we speak to um, potential customers, they always ask us twice with our fuel burn, for example, because nobody can really believe the figures. It's it's, it's not too far off, um, almost like motorsport levels. It's it's absolutely incredible. We're designed to sort of fly off on four engines for that initial launch, um, and then potter around on two or even one engine. Um, when you're talking sort of like um, piston engines, you know, V8s, uh, V10s, or something like that, the the fuel burn is incredibly low. So you imagine 
loitering in an area, maybe a disaster or something, um, coordinating uh, efforts on the ground for five days at a time, just on a single engine. It's, 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 you know, it opens up so many possibilities and, and that's the exciting part really is, is what's next. It's, it's, it's great fun. Great fun. I, yeah, I, I think it's actually interesting in many ways because it's um, in some ways quite Jules Verne, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's... he wasn't, maybe, you know, maybe Jules Verne wasn't so wrong with his, you know, sky ships and, um, there we are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I am, of course, on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S E R E N A K. Um, the show is at Essential Apple. All the stuff is over on the website at EssentialApple.com. Uh, and uh, I think that's probably it. So thank you very much for coming on, Ivor. Um, I will just say that obviously tomorrow is Apple's uh, presentation and I am going to be joined next Sunday by Carolina Milanese of uh, Creative Strategies and uh, Tech Opinions to look over everything Apple have talked about. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, until then, I think me and Ivo will just say goodbye. Goodbye all. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hey, David, this week on TechFan, let's talk about Apple. Uh, don't like it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Windows? We can talk about Windows. Boring! Um, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about... Cool? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, what about, like, uh, Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's TechFan. No! Uh, you're, you're just being difficult now. What do you want to talk about this week on TechFan? How about we talk about Apple, and then a little bit about Microsoft, and then the Raspberry Pi? You suck. Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.